just the time of year. Yep. And now it's like we're having this weird weather. It's seventy-five degrees. I know it's warm in here. <clears throat> yes, yeah, hot in here in the studio because the AC system doesn't know whether to. That's because they flipped it to heat. Right. It's got two modes: <laughs> either heat on or cold on. It's it'll be thirty-five degrees at night and seventy-five during the day. Yeah. But what do you do? I mean, I guess you keep alternating it, but. On these big buildings, I think that's hard for them to, to do. I think so. It's like there's a giant like lever that takes like three people to crank, for, you know, from the AC position to the heat position. <laughs> that's in <laughs> my mind anyway. <clears throat> yeah, I think I heard something to that effect a long time ago when I was, I was working in some office and we we're having similar issues where the weather kind of changed back to being warm. And they're like, it's, it's, they already changed it for the season to heat. I can remember in school, like in elementary school, they, there was a time in the year when they switched it from, you know, AC to heat. And then in the spring back from heat to AC. And there's, if, if you had outlier days after the switch happened, then just too bad. Like, yeah. you're just going to be super hot or really cold. Open a window. Oh, so I know you're disappointed because you were hoping for a white Christmas, weren't you? I'm always hoping for a white. I mean, I've lived in Texas my whole life, and not in like up in the plains or the or the Panhandle where they get you know it's like it li- basically it's like living in Colorado there. And I've always lived in the Dallas area or further south, so yeah, you know you might get a little bit of snow every now and then. But now, I mean, I live so I live you know this kind of northern suburb of Dallas. And I'm pretty far north to the point that we get, we usually get at least a couple of decent snows every year. And sometimes they're great. I mean, was it last year that we got like, I think we, I mean, recently we've had, you know, six inches of snow at a time. It's just like almost unheard of. Yeah, but, but it doesn't stay long. I mean, it, it'll last for a couple of days. Yeah, a couple of days. It starts to melt. It's, right. it's not quality yeah. snow. It's not the snow you can um, build a really oh, nice totally, snowman no, out no. of. We've had great snow recently. No, no, no. Giant snowmen in my neighborhood. Yeah, I refer to them as brown snowmen because you end up with just a bunch of mud. You get that first layer when you're first rolling the snow of whiteness, and then then you start picking up the grass and mud, and you just got these brown snowmen. That's our diversity program. <laughs> they have to be inclusive. We have to have snowmen of all snowmen of color is what they are, John. And there's the title. <laughs> Speaking of titles, we need to be keeping track so that we don't have to spend uh, any time after we can just. This is a catch and release, right? And record. Yeah, I'm hoping to because yeah. I mean I want to. We, we got stuff to do. We got people to see. It's yeah. holiday time. It's, yeah, so it's it's the it's where this is Christmas Eve Eve that we're recording this Eve 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 right? of the Eve. Yeah. So yeah, this um, this will be our and was this our end of your show? Or are we doing one next week too? I think I think the jury's out. I think we probably should try. Um, just because we kind of missed a few, especially last week, because I was sick. Last week was my fault. Usually, it's your fault, but last week was my fault. Nice too. Well, I did. I, I, I did a couple of predictions, and so if we um, if we have time, we can do those. But if not, we can try to do that next week. I just assume we were treating this as our end of year episode. But well, whatever. let's live in the now, just in case we don't make it. Yeah, it might snow, and we might not be able to make it in. Right. I could win the lottery between now and then. In which case. You know what? I would still do the podcast because, as we have made very clear, we do not do this for money. That's that's the quick and easy last minute gift is lottery tickets. That's what my brother's getting. Lottery tickets, yeah. I've never given well, lottery tickets. Because my brother is this type of person. He's like, when I win the lottery, I'm going to do this, this, and this. Or when I win the lottery, I'm going to get you this. And I'm like, shut up, dude. 
You're not going to win the lottery. Yeah. So yeah, as, just, as a semi-gift, semi-kind of joke, I'm buying him a ton of lottery tickets. Stop. It's always fun to get lottery tickets. My stepmom always, we she puts lottery tickets in our stockings and someone always wins, you know, like $50 or something. something I hate the gag fun. ones. I hate the ones that like make you think you won and it's a big joke to everyone. That's just mean. I've never heard of that. You've never heard? You just go on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah, there's tons of videos you, of people you can that, buy. You can buy oh, fake lottery oh, tickets that make it look like you won like a million dollars and people get all excited and then they read it and it's a joke. And that's wrong. They're devastated. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. No. But I've never bought a single lottery ticket in my entire life. Never. I have bought one. Really? Yes. I bought one because I was like, all right, let's see what, I was 18. I was like, all right, let's see what this is about. And uh, I bought one, lost my two bucks. And I was like, all right, I'm yep, done. done with that. <laughs> that experiment failed. It did. <clears throat> That's my money. I keep hearing some popping. I don't know what that is. I feel like it's in my microphone, but. It's your ears. Could be. It could be in my headphone, but I actually can see it on the waveform here. So you have some predictions. Let's Let's hear your predictions for the year. Oh, you want to get right into that? Yeah, yeah. Is there any news or anything? I mean, we, okay, so we haven't recorded in two weeks and we were at Taps and Caps and has there been much going on in the um, cloud computing? Yeah, it's kind of slow. I mean, there's some news to talk about. There's some rumors of things happening and there's a few things we can cover. You're saying you want to get to the news and then we'll talk predictions. <clears throat> Are those relevant? Yeah, that's, I think so. So what's been going on? Nothing. Uh, Salesforce and Box partnering up again. Yeah, I don't. It's kind of weird because you remember a few years back at Dreamforce, Salesforce had announced some kind of huge box style solution they were going to offer, and I don't know if that became Files or it Files existed before that, and there was going to be this new thing. But I remember at the time, people like or companies like Dropbox and Box were kind of. I'm going to say, I'm using the word butthurt about it because they were there actively promoting their product as a way to solve the enterprise data storage problem. And then Salesforce kind of came out with this thing, this announcement, and I never really knew what came of it. I never, it, it either transitioned into files and libraries and content or whatever that is, or it just never appeared. Um, but it was just something they kind of mentioned. It was in their one of their keynotes. I don't remember, but all I remember is it just never seemed to happen. At least the way I thought it would. Like yeah. it would be Dropbox-like or Drive-like or Box-like, you know, like one of those. I was. I still think it's interesting that they, didn't the Google Docs integration get, get ripped out? I think so, but I, I, don't, I don't think that was for any other reason than just to kind of remove that dependency by default. I don't know what you mean by that. I mean, it was, it was Salesforce baked in Google, Google Docs into Salesforce. Yeah. I think maybe they wanted to either come out with their own thing, which I think was the original plan, or they wanted to open it up to others to kind of come in. I don't see how they get away with that. I mean, there were tons of people that used that Google Docs integration. People still do. It's not like the in, the integration went away. You can oh. you can install the Google Drive um, App Exchange product. I have clients to do that right now. Yeah, but that's not the same thing. the Go- the Google The Google Docs integration was with, like your your attachments on any records. Could be Google. Could be Google Drive. Yeah, that's native, like, baked into the core. It wasn't. You can still do that. It's a feature you can. You have to enable. 
but you have to call them enable and to enable it. So it's that's still built into the platform. Then. It's still it built has in. to be right because yeah. you you couldn't like you John Santiago could not create an app that that supplied a new provider for attachment storage. No, right? No, okay. But yeah, there were some some objects and things <clears throat> that get enabled because I, I remember a client was using it, but then there were certain features in order in order for me to build a query with Apex to be able to access those objects, we had to get them to enable. Some turn on some kind of apex accessibility or something for it, so I can actually query that data. It was just kind of weird. I don't remember. It was a while back, but um, yeah. So boxes. Do you use box? Have you ever used it? I don't. I mean, box seems focused on trying to, as opposed to Dropbox, which has kind of been consumer focused and coming in and trying to get into business. Um, box has always kind of been focused on business, so. My my experience with all these has been Dropbox because that was I was using it on a personal level, and we use it on our podcast. We yeah. use it to share our files in between. So, but yeah, I've, I've never actively tried to use Box. Yeah, I think they've always just been much more focused on integration and business use cases, and and also authentication. You know, they I think early on they had they tied into Active Directory and yeah. all kinds of single sign on type stuff. Um, but I know um, a lot of companies that do use Box, and I mean you can really work it into your workflow pretty deeply. But this, is, I guess, there was an existing Box SDK for Salesforce, and you could kind of embed Box into Salesforce. But it, again, it's yeah. Uh, and the way they're describing it is they're using this this term called Salesforce Files Connect. Box. So I'm going to take a stab at what that means. Yeah. So I think what that is, is the Salesforce files feature can ha- basically has a pluggable back end. Or at least they made it pluggable. And so n- now Box implemented a, a basically a back end provider for, sel- for Salesforce files. So Box can be your storage for Salesforce files. And that kind of makes sense. I mean, assuming that's what it is, and that sounds plausible to me, but it does kind of make sense, especially since documents now are getting tied into so many different things. I mean, you have your content library itself, and now you've got these documents accessible through Chatter and all those kind of things. It's It makes sense to kind of create some kind of API so that there's one entry point into all that versus a bunch of custom objects that now has to try to insert or relate into that content. Especially with all the custom viewers now that you have, you can get the little what do they call it? Almost like an O embed t- style custom view of those attachments and documents, the preview. Yeah. Versus just being related to a, a record and being a link. Yep. But yeah, that's cool. I, I know of a lot of companies that will uh, be able to make use of that. I don't know. Most of the companies I are using drive that I know of, <laughs> they're on the Google stuff. Google. Yeah. It's, especially since, you know, it's, it's easy. It's accessible because you're already enabling things like Google Docs and things like that. And so, of course, what comes with that is Drive. And so it's it's almost natural to say, okay, well, let's enable Drive for documents yeah. versus, you know, another thing. Well, and I think you, most companies either, see, I don't know. I mean, do you, are there, are there companies that use, you know, Google Drive for their spreadsheets and their, and their documents, but then they use a separate provider for um, just file storage? Uh, the, what I'm saying is that <clears throat> it, even if that's the case, it's so convenient for people to just 
share a document on Drive, that that's where it ends up being and that it ends up happening there. What do you mean? I'm talking about the native documents. So people use Drive for Google Doc documents and Mm -hmm. Google Sheets spreadsheets, right? Mm -hmm. But then they have Dropbox for their general file storage and syncing and stuff. At least when it comes to... That's a really common pattern. Yeah, but most most people are sharing Word documents or sharing Excel documents. And those are very easy to do in Google Google Docs or Drive or whatever you want to call them. What, how, why is that? Why is it so easy? What do you mean by that? Because, well, for one, you can upload it there and you can enable all the sharing you want access to that file. Yeah. And two, um, Google has built-in readers for those, so you can just view them from the browser. Yeah. I've also I've tried Google Drive as kind of like a Dropbox replacement because you can actually dump, if you install the Google Drive syncer thingy. Yeah. You know, and it works similar to Dropbox. It does. It just doesn't work as well. Yeah. I, I, I tried it, installed it, and then uninstalled it because I'm just like, it's, it's not going to replace Dropbox for me. And so many third-party apps have built support for Dropbox. That's by far like the number one supported thing. Yeah. And think of all the like iPhone apps and things that specifically support Dropbox as a way to get things in and out of apps. Yeah. Um, and that might be to Dropbox's advantage. I mean, the fact that yeah, so many people is. on a personal level use and understand and know Dropbox, it's really easy for for them to go to a company or, or a company is starting to use Dropbox and it to be more more used, more useful to them because they understand it versus this whole other thing called Box. Yeah. Um, yeah, we talked about the um, steel brick thing, right? Do you have any? We didn't talk about it. We didn't. I mean, you and I kind of mentioned it in passing, but we haven't really explored it. So the last I heard, they were in talks and they were trying to, I don't know what they were trying to determine a price or something, but the the number that was being talked about was $600 million. Pinky. $600 million. Yeah. I guess Salesforce, and I, you know, who knows how they'll pay for that. Probably cash and a lot of stock. But um, I don't know what their cash looks like. The thing is about buying things like that, you know, they'll get a ton of goodwill on their, on the balance sheet. So it won't show up as a loss or anything. It's, it's kind of funny. You think, uh, you know, you've spent $600 million a company. That's going to be $600 million less on your financials order, but it's not because it's offset by, yes, you've, you're out $600 million of cash and stock and whatever, some other kind of, you know, payment, but you now have this $600 million asset on your balance sheet. Yeah, Salesforce has got a whole lot of those, a whole lot of goodwill on their balance sheet from previous acquisitions. And I, that's actually, and I don't know why all these discussions seem to link back to their financials now, but I think they've got way too much goodwill on their, on their balance sheet and they're going to have to start writing some of that down. Yeah. Well, really quick, let's talk about what Steelbrick is because I don't, I, don't, I don't know that we've explored that. I don't know. I mean, are they a CPQ, which stands for, what does that stand for? Uh, configure price quote. Configure price quote. Sometimes... I think there's slight variations of this because some some of these companies call themselves CPQ. Some of them call themselves cash to what is it? Cash to or no? Um, quote to quote to cash. Is that what it is? Yeah, mm-hmm. quote, to cash, quote to cash or whatever. So it's kind of a combination of. I mean, at it, its most basic, you know, fundamentals, it's about you know getting a quote, generating documents like merged, nice looking quote documents, mm-hmm. and then somehow tracking that through to the sale and whatever else. Okay. Right. But in addition to that, most of these, this, the C part is configure, right? So if you sell products that are, that require configuration or that are coming different configurations or maybe come in really complex configurations that have all sorts of rules and restraints and constraints and, you know, dependencies and things, right? These, that's what some of these 
things are designed to be able to accommodate. Yeah. And that's a tough business to be in. I mean, we, we've built a few of those in our lifetime. I guess that's tough. I don't know. I feel like we could have done this. Then we would have $600 million. We well, were, I was bu- it's easy when you're building it for a company, you understand their rules and the type of rules that you might have to implement. <clears throat> but some of these companies, they, they have some pretty crazy and odd requirements that just require a certain level of very specific customization to the business, to the logic, to the rule system. Um, it, it can't always be accomplished with a if then or this or some kind of value operator result out, you know, input output type right. requirement. Like it's almost like you're coding some kind of emotional decision into it. Yeah. You know, if this, and it looks like this and maybe 90% of them are this, then, then do this. Yeah. No, they, they definitely get complex and, and ha- building out just the right, it's really the the right domain, the right meta model. Right. Like, what are what are all the types of requirements and relations and things that you can build between different products and sub components of products, and between the sub components and the cust you know the customer that's potentially buying it. You know, there's just so many different ways that you might need to that you might have requirements and. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is a, you know, what was the one that we were thinking of earlier that I couldn't remember? I think it was Fire Pond. Do you remember Fire Pond? They got, they got big, it's like, I want to say 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and they had a, I don't know if it's a Salesforce integration, but they really, you know, they, they heavily marketed to the Salesforce uh, ecosystem. And they were a big, you know, I think they were, they were one of the first, you know, Salesforce CPQ partners. Yeah. And I don't know what happened to them. Someone probably bought them or they went out of business. And then there was, um, who did Oracle buy? Big machines? Big machines, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess Steelbrick is a competitor of theirs, but what do you, I mean, uh, what do you, just well, what, seeing Salesforce, you know, wanting to buy one of these companies, what does that, what does that indicate about Salesforce, about their direction, about how they see their stack, about how they're trying to compete? I mean, they're definitely trying to, to me, it, it's 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 they're, like they're putting themselves on the same trajectory as Oracle. You know, they they want to have this massive suite of solutions that covers. They would just never. About every they would industry. never admit that, though. They would never phrase it that way. No, but I mean, if you look at their portfolio and the way it's growing and the way they're acquiring all these different systems to fill these these needs, I mean, they're not focused on, just on CRM. You know, now they have their marketing applications, and of course, they have their their verticals, their um social applications. Yeah. And all those, and now they're they're going to get into the CPQ. I mean, these are all gaps that the system has that their customers are wanting. Um, are they gaps though? If they're if if you have someone, well, um, I, I guess if you want to be the one stop solution, if you want to be the next Oracle, then then you need to start providing these solutions. You need to start. You have that. You'd have to have them in your portfolio. I feel like the, you know this is one of those things that I think validates my theory, which is it's Salesforce's goal to do a you know th- their value. Salesforce's value is not that they're you know, best of breed at any one thing, it's that you can do so many different things on the platform nowadays. You know, every, you know, no matter how complex your products are now, you can you can do quote to cash on the platform. You can do your ERP on the platform, your financials on the platform. You know, I think HR is probably coming. I mean, I think, what are they, what's the financial force? I think they're, they're planning on getting into HR somewhat, which is interesting because it was it two years ago, Salesforce and um, Workday announced a partnership, but it just kind of fizzled. Yeah, it did, didn't it? It kind of went it went the VM Force route. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not everything that gets announced and 
I don't know if that's we, because Financial Force is planning HR or if it just didn't make any sense. I, I really well, they think, have the HR cloud now, don't they? Are they coming out with that? <laughs> I, I think I think today it's just a, a almost it's it's limited. It's very limited. It's nothing massive, but the HR cloud. Yeah. Well, God damn, you know it's a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> but you brought this up. So what about Aptus? Aptus plays in that, and Aptus was a big part of Dreamforce, weren't they? Yeah, and, and what's weird is that wasn't Salesforce invest? I know they're an investor in Aptus, but I think they were also an investor in Steelbrick. I could be wrong about that, but I, for sure they were. I think I definitely know they participated in the most recent round that Aptus did. Um, yeah, and what is their what is Aptus's pitch? Do they call themselves like CPQ or? I thought they did. I thought they were a CPQ. I think that was their main bread and butter. From e- from e commerce to me commerce. I mean, I, I'm sorry. When you go to a company's website, they're they're their main landing page. Mm-hmm. It should be clear what they do. This says bring, you know, the, okay, there's a big hero thing here. Bring the state of the art personal, personalization to your platform. Did you go to the right site? Because mine, I'm blasted with quote to cash, configure price quote. Well, I think, you, I think it's a rotating thing. Oh, you're talking about that slider at the top? <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, I, it's, it's, I it's always interesting because when Salesforce does these type of acquisitions or again we should say rumors because i don't think this has been 100 percent confirmed i think we're a little bit further along in the process so we're getting a little bit more information but it's still technically a rumor and um i think it's more than a rumor don't you think so uh, i think i think i read in that article that if it's the same one you saw uh let's see i mean it's just in talks i think that's yeah reported to be in talks whatever that means right and it's a rumor you know close to being <laughs> close to Close to completing the acquisition now at this point is, again, what's being reported. Yes, you always have to say reportedly. Is that, I can't believe that's an adverb that we have to use. Reportedly. Reportedly. Allegedly. Allegedly. But yeah, I mean, it's always interesting when you, whenever you see these things and you wonder what that's going to do to the the other major players in that market. I mean, companies like Aptis. But I, I don't think it, I don't know. I mean, you have, whenever they bought, what was it, Eloqua? Was it Eloqua? Or Exact Target? Exact target. Exact target. Yeah, I, mean, I think Oracle bought Elqua. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I think there's still room for those guys. And it, it comes down to a decision on, on the software and the way it's implemented <clears> and where, whether or not what Salesforce purchased is right for you. If so, then I guess great. And Salesforce gets your business. Otherwise, you're, you're, you still have the option of the other guys. So I'm not sure it's, it's one of those situations where you have to be worried that, you know, someone like Aptus or something is going to have a big, it's going to have a big impact, impact on them. Yeah, so I think that to me, there's two big, there's two thoughts on this. One we just talked about, which is Salesforce really wants to do, it wants to do, wants to be able to do as much stuff on the platform as they can. They're not, it's not, it's not going to be best of breed. The, the value in Salesforce is not best of breed any one thing, right? The, the likelihood that, that CR, that Salesforce is the best CRM for you, if that's all you care about CRM is, is may not be that high, right? There's, there may be better CRMs for you depending on what your needs are, that, but that's not the point, Right. The point is the platform and that you can, how much of your business you can put on the platform, right? That's the value. You get, you get a lot of- the problem of, is it's not their platform. It, it's an acquisition. It's still running on that company's, on their cloud, depends not on what they Salesforce's do with cloud. Well, yeah, but that's, you know. It's still you, a- You can say that exact target too, but they brought exact target, you know, into the fold, right? It, it's may not perfect. It's not going to be a perfect integration. We That's, we you know, we've, I think we've talked about that before. It's- and it may not even be what you would call well integrated, but it is integrated and it's technically on platform and you can 
and if you're willing to buy it, you'll get, you can get more discounts, right? Salesforce, that's one thing, you know, for, it's funny for being a, cl- a cloud company, because you know, think about cloud providers. You think of you just put your credit card in and you buy exactly whatever you need, and you can at any point in time, you know, you can even via APIs add new services, pull down services, you know, reduce licenses, increase license. Not Salesforce. Yeah. You got to get a salesperson on the phone. You got to go out for stakes and hookers. You know, you got to, <laughs> you know, you, you got to commit. We're going to do three thousand licenses, and if you need, you know, if, and if you decide, uh, you know, we're only using twenty five hundred. Too bad, right? Yeah, I mean, we've we've had customers say, and we we have a customers gone to Salesforce and say, hey, you know, we don't. Next year, we don't really need this many licenses. We're going to reduce our license, and they they get hit with a oh absolutely a fee. the price goes up. The price goes up. You could you can get less licenses and actually end up paying more. Yeah, um, that's actually been documented in in reports. Um, but but yeah, you you when you go to you know you go to Salesforce and say, oh, okay, we want CRM for our employees, and and they say, well, hey, you know, if you I'll tell you what, if you'll if you'll get the marketing cloud too, we'll give you a discount, right? Yeah. So it's not straightforward at all, and it's very much super old school. I mean, it's just like, well, I mean, they, you know, they've they've hired half of Oracle's sales team. You know, it's a bunch of Oracle goons. That's that's the that's the that's how Salesforce wants to sell to you. Yeah, they are not. You know, when it comes to that aspect, they are not a cloud company. <clears throat> Where was I going with that? I think you got me off track. I got you. We track. were talking about steel brick, but. You're saying that you know it's it's not going to be integrated. It's not really on platform. It will be right if they if they if this goes through. It eventually will be, and it'll it'll be. Oh, I know what I was saying. It'll be something else where they say, "Hey, we see that you're interested in sales and marketing cloud, and if you'll th- you know if you'll throw on uh, our CPQ thing here, the the steel cloud. <laughs> That's not going to be the steel cloud. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we'll give you an overall increased discount. Right. That's yeah. just the way. That's the way uh, big enterprise software sales works. Um, what was my second point, though? So point one is that more on platform. Oh, second point. They have to keep doing this. They have to keep broadening. They're not going deep. I mean, it's not like CRM is getting a ton better or they're doing. I mean, that, I don't know, it depends on whether you consider like relate IQ to be. I mean, you know, it's email through Salesforce still sucks. I mean, there's so many things about core CRM with Salesforce that suck, you know, that they just have, you know, calendaring, right? Now they, they are supposedly improving that, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, that languished for years and years and years. Yeah. I mean, this is a CRM system. Like, it, that's what it should excel at. So they're not going deep. They're going broad. They're adding all these new things. You know why? Because they can't really get any more sales any, any more CRM customers. They they're never going to get. I mean, they're they. It's like they've they've kind of maxed out at eighteen percent market share. Hmm. They're not going to get fifty percent market share. What they can do though is get into other businesses, right? And they've got to keep getting into other businesses. They've got you know, that's the that's the way they're getting revenue. Where's the, where's their revenue? Where, where's their revenue growth coming from? Right? We know it's not sales cloud. That's petered off. It's marketing cloud, right? Yeah. It's community cloud. That's a big one. It's service cloud. That's a big one. Lots of growth. I mean, we're talking 40% year-over-year growth. But also adding things. HR, um, the medical, whatever the heck that thing is. The health cloud, right? And now the steel cloud. We've. It's all about... It is absolutely my dream, and I'm dedicated to being the fastest to $10 billion. I don't know if they're going to make it, though. Sure, they'll make it. No, I mean they'll they'll make it a ten billion. I don't think they'll be the fastest though. Well, I, I mean, I I I think I read somewhere, and I I think this was in my notes for the last podcast, and we didn't get into it. But 
I think I read somewhere that their projections are, they're steadily growing still, but I don't think they'll make those numbers a, in time. Salesforce's growth has been great. There's no disputing that. But yeah, you can, you can take any of Benioff's claims about no one's, you know, when, it, when they were at about 4 billion, <clears throat> he said, you know, no one's been at 4 billion and, and been, you know, still growing at 30%. I went back and looked at just, I just picked Oracle and Microsoft. Both of them had, had that growth rate at that point in time. And some, and Microsoft even had a higher growth rate. So it's, you know, and, and they were printing cash. They were very profitable at those points. So he, I guess he expects no one to fact check him at all. And, and in fact, I mean, you can go read the news, go read the media. It's, there are, there's very little fact checking of what comes out of his mouth. <clears throat> that's not the business of news these days. They don't fact check. Well, no, because they're, that's the teat that they live on. Yeah. Right. They've got, they depend on sales they want to get, they got to get invited to Dreamforce. You know, <laughs> uh, expenses paid. So they're not, you know, they're going to, they're going to cover what Salesforce wants them to cover. They're going to, they're going to, you know, massage the, uh, the press release and post it. It's just the business. That's how it works. Um, what, what is this men hash? Did you see they bought men hash? Yeah, I saw that. Um, the hell is Minhash? It's some kind of <clears throat> marketing assistant is what it's called, is what I read about it. I don't really know what it does, but it's some kind of personal assistant. And that's not that's not too hard of a leap to think that they're going to get into some of that. Oh, and by the way, that's if, the big thing. If you use Minhash now and you like it, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? Because so- they're killing it. It's going away. You They've already so? announced they're killing it, yes. Well, they're going to acquire the um, uh, go to, the I'm, brain power behind it and start <clears> building in some some more uh, assistant like tooling into Salesforce. What do you yeah, think? Maybe it's an Aqua is that, hire. Is that, could that be one of our predictions? Could be. Yeah. What do they call it? Aqua hire? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The min hash, min hash platform will be discontinued on January twenty first. Wow. We're giving you a whole thirty days notice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so, Great. Okay. So so <laughs> we have we have all these. Uh, Voice activated virtual assistants. Now we have Siri. We have uh, Cora. What is Google's Cora? Um, no. Cortana. Cortana. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um, Amazon has uh, Alexa. Alexi. Lex- Alexa. 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 <laughs> yeah. And Amazon. I, what is Amazon's? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, Google's. Android. It's just called Google, right? Google Play or something. Or okay, Google. Google. Okay, it's Google. just called Okay Google. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have a it doesn't have a name. So let's, let's play a quick name game. What would what would Salesforce name their assistant, assuming they would come out with something like that? Sassy. <laughs> Sassy, no. <laughs> I couldn't see waking up in the morning going, Sassy, what's going on in yeah. Salesforce today? Okay, Sassy. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know what they'd call it. That um, that'd be cool though. I think it would fit in well with you know the, the, the way that you know a lot of these phones and everything. Since we're all going mobile, and and especially you know it's really for sales, being mobile is really important. You know, having that phone and if you're a field and you're you're on the go. Yeah, I mean, imagine being able to say. Um, okay, Salesforce, uh, log a log a call that I just talked to Jim Smith over at ABC Company, and uh, I need to get an opportunity in for um, two hundred fifty widgets. Yeah, might uh, save that'd some. That'd be awesome. Might save some lives too. I can't tell you how many times I won't say any names, but a certain buddy of mine, I'm texting him, and he's texting back, and I and then all of a sudden I realized you're driving, aren't you, bastard? Yeah. yeah. 
Stop texting and driving. Right. Stop logging your calls and driving. You know, sometimes it's more distracting to use the voice dictation, though. Excuse me. Yeah, because you can't trust it. So you're, you're always right. kind of fact-checking it or trying to look so at I'm it. back because it got, you know, it said some, <laughs> something completely inappropriate <laughs> and wrong. That, that <clears> is <throat> a danger of the uh, voice logging, isn't it? I guess. <clears throat> All right, so we'll put that on the on the predictions list. So it looks like Evernote's still not doing super well, or at least they keep killing products. Yeah, I don't know if it's them not doing super well or they're just kind of trying to refocus on things that just aren't I've, working. Well, I hope they are refocusing. Dropbox did the same thing. But I don't think we got to talk about that either, but they, they killed Mailbox, or was it Mail? Mailbox? Anyway, it was an app that I used for my mail. They killed that. And they killed something else that I didn't really use. Was it Stitch? Oh, and that um, that that mail app, they paid a lot of money for that. Like hundreds of millions, I and think. It was really popular, especially with the way it got introduced with the kind of waiting list. You basically got a ticket, and that was your waiting list. And then you finally got... It was almost like the email address where you had to get invited or something like that. You, hmm. But, I mean, it, it was a great tool, and it changed. It, it changed a lot. It inspired a lot of what we use today with the kind of... The way you can kind of slide on a subject and you can get the archive of the trash or you can get it to move. It had all these great features for snoozing in email. So <laughs> it treated it more like something that you could kind of pause or have it repeat or send to you later. It had all these great features in it and I really enjoyed it. And we're starting to see some of those features in some of these other apps now. So I, I don't know. I don't know why they, I guess they just wanted to decide to focus on, on a uh, data storage. They might've just realized that no matter how good they could make that product, it's not going to be just the revenue model would never be what they needed to be. I don't well, know. Um, I do, uh, maybe they'd realize there's not enough people who will pay for a mail app. No, I, you reminded me cause I did read the article and what you said reminded me. One of the reasons they put forward was that there's not much too much more they can do to fix the protocol of email or the, sorry, the, the behavior, the culture, the habits of the way people are using email today. Yeah. I think what, what companies like Google did with Gmail was, is good, which is, yeah, they will expose an IMAP interface, but really the, the thing that makes, and even though you may not like their interface, that's one thing I'm not crazy about with Gmail, but if you use, you know, you know, raw Gmail, right through the, through the web browser, I mean, it's got so many awesome features, but it's because they own the backend server. They're not, it's not like, um, you know, it's uh they're just it's just a client that's connecting to, via IMAP to some other server like they mm-hmm. own the whole thing right that's what allows you to really innovate whereas with Dropbox's thing were they just connecting to your mail server or do they did they own the whole thing do they hold all your email and it was no I mean they were primarily a Gmail client <laughs> right and then so they started they then they enabled right, other, so, so other IMAP, IMAP is the is yeah. the is the least common or greatest common denominator right yeah. Which is just, it's, you know, how old is IMAP? 20 years old? More than that? I, th- I think in general, just email has, I, th- I think that's kind of right about it. I mean, email, there's a certain inherent habit that people have with email. There's all these marketing, just, it's, it's the numbers game. It's like sending mail to your mail, to your home, you know, paper mail, you know, emails become that. It's just, it's just this thing that we use the wrong way that we could use differently, but we've kind of grown so accustomed to using it the wrong way that that that's just all we know. And it's probably going to take something completely different, a whole new technology, a whole new 
you know, we could look at Twitter, we could look at Facebook. Those are new technologies that are changing the way we communicate. Slack. Slack. Chatter. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not chatter. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, internally, maybe. I mean, a lot more companies are using chatter internally for things. But again, the problem with chatter in terms of communication internally, I think, is that it's so centered around data. It's so centered around your database. It's so centered around records that the conversation is, it's not like you can have, you can take your conversation and say, oh yeah, by the way, um, you asked me about this earlier. Let me, let me tell you about this too. Chad is a perfect example of my theory that Salesforce is not best to breed anything, that their values in the integrated broad suite of applications. Chatter is a perfect example of that. No, I think it would I, never stand alone, right? It, it's not. Because, but I don't think it was ever meant to. It wasn't designed to do that. It wasn't. No, I mean, it, it wasn't designed to be the Slack-like. Implement, the implementation, just the quality of the implementation itself, is not good enough to. It would not stand on its own in the in in the free market. But I don't think it's designed for that. Well, good because it, it's designed it, around. If it was it wouldn't be. It's here. designed around your data. It's designed around <laughs> your records and Salesforce. Right. So any communication that has to happen around that record or that piece of data. It's great but for you're that. missing my point. There's a, a reason, a, there's a reason a lot of Salesforce users are adding Slack to the mix. Yes, because it's not a commu- it's not a good overall communication tool. It's right. not a great way to, right. to organize just, teams or, or have teams communicate or even just at a, a generic general general le- yeah. level. I mean, chatter groups. Uh, it's just not it's just not good for that type of thing. Yeah, it, and uh, chatter almost reminds me of you know someone Salesforce put together like a big requirements document of all the things they could think of they'd want out of it, and they like you know outsourced it to some company to build and this is what they got back like it's never anytime you do that it's never good enough right it never really works that well that's what i feel happened with this like technically you can check the boxes like yes it's got two-way chat yes it's got groups yes it's got you can post images and videos into it you know but it's just all the subtle details that take you know like artisan and and craftspeople to really like Pay attention to all the I, edges. I think I think what you're seeing in Chatter today, because a lot of those features that you just said came over time. I mean, look they at, weren't look day at the, one features. Look at the desktop app still. I mean, just there's just so many. Yeah, they haven't they haven't just, shown the desktop app any love, and that's because it, it's. I, I think maybe may, maybe when they first came up with the idea of Chatter, they had these ideas of grandeur. But what they started with was a a communication system around your data, a, a, a system where you can talk about data, you can. You can share things about the data. The data can also share into the into the feed, and that's what they started with. And then they started adding all these other things, like the the groups and the the file postings and all those kind of things, and all these new features and the feeds and all those kind of things. But it's still always been around the data. It wasn't even though I think I don't remember. I don't remember when they introduced it. If they said it was like a way to communicate and replace email or things like that. But I think yeah. it, I think it saves the noise of getting email notifications about a record. It saves a lot of that kind except of noise. That I it's get, in the system. I get a, except that you get a ton of email notifications on chatter. Yes. But you, you can control Yes, that. you can control them. Yes, you can, to some degree, you can, there's some control to tweak those things. The reality is though, most people don't. And I see people checking their emails and they've got, it's just, and they, you see them delete, 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 delete every time it's a chatter. They're not even looking at these things. It's just, it's still a problem. People culturally, you know, you know, my take on email is it's really more than a technology problem. It's a culture problem. Yeah. Well, it is. It, it's the internal company. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times companies have asked me to send out blanket notifications, emails to, to a bunch of people on, on, on things that happen in the system. And I'll try to try to guide them towards chatter 
Because then at least the user has control of whether or not they get that in their email and they have some place of looking at it. Yeah. But there are some companies that just say, no, they have to know this. We need this broadcasted to everybody. Yeah. I've had companies that insist on anytime you create like a new user um, to have, have a trigger that adds them to so many different chatter groups automatically and stuff. I'm just like, that's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. we hit. Li- I, had, I had a limit because they wanted to auto uh, subscribe people to certain records. And then at a certain level, like management or regional managers, we just hit the limit of what they could subscribe oh, to. You know what it was that was really bad? Because you can do this via the API. We, and we ensured that their subscriptions were all email. They'd get email for these things too. Oh. I know it's just, but that's that, and that again, that's 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 a that's a that's a very sick corporate culture. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, um, what else do we have? Uh, so, Wave is getting cheaper. Uh, apparently, as, apparently in in this whole world tour thing, the uh, the Dreamforce Light events that are going around the country. Um, Hello, everybody. <laughs> The, the AEs are pushing Wave, and it's a significant price drop. Um, well, like, like a quarter of what it used to cost. In that case, I get a... Because I was right. Yeah. <clears throat> you weren't supposed to use Wave in its first year because it didn't exist. They were using the cost to control who really wanted to use it, to control access to it. Now, I will say... Um, I mean, that's, I, I think the price they were charging for, if, if it's, when it gets up to feature parity with other solutions and when it's good, there are large companies that that's a reasonable price for. You're talking about a half a million dollars a year just for the, just for entry fee, right? And then, um, some license fees for people who use it, right? That's, I mean, that's within, you look at, look at Oracle's BI, look at IBM's BI, look at Microsoft's BI. It's, it's, you know, look at, um, even the, these, uh, you know, good data and, um, what's the other one that, that you seem to see everywhere? Uh, it starts with a D, doesn't it? Uh, no, I don't think so. But anyway, I mean, you know, when you're using them at, at a large scale, that's um, that's about the right, that's about the going price. But it just wasn't there, and you know, they didn't they didn't want anyone to use it. And it could, I mean, to be fair, it could have been a lot of it's just that they weren't. It's not that they didn't think that it would get a good reception or anything, which. That might have been some of the concern, but it could have been more that they, you know, just capacity-wise hadn't scaled it up enough to be able to handle, like, an onslaught of new customers. That's very possible. Yeah. We don't know. I mean, I mean when, whenever I, at this last Dreamforce, <clears throat> when they when they talked about the real-time debugging system, I mean, it was, they were pretty honest about it when we asked, isn't there? It's like, yeah, I mean, it, it costs a lot because we can't scale this right now, and, you know, that's how we're going to control access to uh, it. That, so. That is such bullcrap, though. I mean, come on. My company's paying you $150,000 a year. You can't let me ha- have a thread open for debugging. Get the, I don't even want to hear that. That's. <laughs> I mean, yes, I can understand limiting it. Like, you can't have a 1,000 debugging sessions open or whatever, but th- their customers play them, pay them plenty enough to be able to have some kind of you know, basic stepping through a debugger. They should have just limited it or done a raffle or some kind of lottery or, or you have to ask for access to it to, to wait to limit it. Don't limit it by charging for it. That just sends, I mean, that, that not just me, right? Cause I'm, you know, I'm the Mr. You know, well, I think the I'm, only people that are going <clears> to <throat> even attempt 
to acquire that that system is are going to be ISVs who are building oh, I, native applications. I wouldn't. I would not have anyone pay for that simply out of principle. It's not like us as a consultant going in and or contractor going in and building solutions for customers are going to say, "Hey, I need this debugger." Yeah, it's just not going to work. This is not going to happen. No, I mean they're already paying a ton for this software. The the tooling that comes with it, or actually, I mean the the, the tooling that Salesforce is actually responsible for. Even that is really bad. There's some third-party guys that have stepped in and you know valiantly tried to to improve the tilling story. Some, but it's still overall, it's a really poor story for them to say, "Oh, here's you know something that programmers have had for 50 years now, but we're going to ch- literally, but we're going to you know, it's just it's basic. It's just it's just table stakes. It's like you can't you can't charge for a debugger. That's ridiculous. They should be ashamed of themselves. Well, I mean, we're dealing with a different model here we're definitely dealing with a different type of platform here we're dealing with oh, you're such a great apologist i'm not I'm, oh what i'm God. saying is we've had those tools for years but all, all of those things ran locally on our systems all of those things ran we uh, on our systems and using our computing power john how much do i have to pay how much do you have to pay because i can i can for 12 cents an hour get a system that i can have many debugging sessions on well, they, they didn't give a price. They said, uh, how, much, how much are you willing to pay? <laughs> okay, so now it's mafia tactics. Okay. <laughs> well, it must be nice getting that check from Salesforce every month, John. What? <laughs> For your, all your apologizing. I'm just balancing out the conversation here. <clears throat> I know. Well, that's fine. Since you like to make these sweeping yeah. generalizations <laughs> all the time. All right, so should we get to predictions? Might as well. Where are we in? We're about, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we need to get to predictions. We have lunch dates. <clears throat> All right, who goes first? Do Do we want to do a look back? How, what? Or a year in review? Yeah. Do we want to Do we want to play my gift? My our uh, Oh yeah, our holiday reel. Yeah, we should do that. I've totally forgot about that. Yeah. This is our look back. This is so John did some work. He did some homework. <laughs> It was tough. I know. This normally is, you get to have all the hard. Fun. Normally you get to have the, all the fun of compiling I'm, little clips for the end of the show. I'm glad you did it because you now you, I think you probably have an appreciation I, I, for how I much work it is. All right. It. So this is uh, the Good Day Sir podcast. 2015 year in review. Are we so. recording by the way? Yes. I told you we started. Oh. Yes, we do this every week. Well, because I don't know if we're, because we just start talking. We record. We just start talking and then, and then I don't know if we're actually. Yeah, John. I'm gonna get two years into this now, I'm going to just go ahead and let you know that's the way this podcast works. So when you're talking, I just kind of zone out. Well, that's true. I don't nerd out about it. I don't nerd out about all all of it. I just I just want to know, is any, are any of the MVPs asking for namespaces in Apex? <laughs> <laughs> Super creepy. So, Shell, traveling with you is interesting because uh, you're a bit of a rock star, and every time we walk down a street, you recognize someone. <laughs> yeah. I've seen plenty of booth bros at, at Dreamforce, so yeah. don't... I think he single-handedly provides more valuable information and free help to the Salesforce world than any other person or company, including like these $100 million consulting companies. Jeremy was right. That's so bear hug him. Have some integrity. Don't let vendors pay for everything. I don't have a problem with vendors paying. I'm just saying don't let that influence your, your, your writing. There's no such thing as it not. That's completely against all journalistic That's what integrity is. ethics. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Integrity is not letting them pay you for anything. No. Yes, it is. Come on, man. No. I find your naivete cute. It's cute. <laughs> so the next couple of weeks, uh, Squid Bonsai. Bonsai. Bonsai! Here's my bonsai. 
which was wonderful. So um, I was like, he's like, oh, I'm getting up early to run. And I was like, well, I'm getting up early for bacon. So <laughs> that's the difference between you and I. Friend of the show, Matt. Hey, I'm your, I'm your number one fan. Well, there's a few of us are fans. It's no, green. Nothing to see here. Green Move along. Grass, Move along. Skies, <laughs> the sun is shining. There's nothing going on over here. Well, I'm glad to be here. I'm a good day, sir. Podcast super fan. I'm not worthy. It's Jeremy. What'd you bring to drink? Well, I can tell you what you brought to drink. For us to drink. <laughs> we get to call ourselves developers again. Oh, do we? We do. Yay! Right? Oh, that would be <laughs> so make that awesome. Happen. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Can I? I don't say know. It, say it. And to that, I say good day, sir. Yeah. <laughs> good day, sir. <laughs> Oops. Oh, good job, John. I tried. <laughs> Oh, that <clears throat> genuinely made me laugh. <laughs> that reminds me, though, like, you know, what's cool about this year was that was, I think, um, you know, my my one my first and last trip to Dreamforce, getting to meet, you know, so many of our listeners. Yeah. So much of the time, I feel like I'm just talking into this microphone and it's just going into the ether, into a black hole. And well, it was for our first year. Well, sometimes I mean, we, get, we were just, sometimes we get feedback, but I mean, the 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 ratio from people who listen to give people to people who give feedback is like a thousand to one. So, but but speaking of that, I would I I would we don't we're terrible about this. We should encourage people to give us feedback. Do we even have an email address? Twitter is our feedback mechanism. Yeah. I, I guess. could get us an email address, but, but even we have an email so old school. That's so 1990. No, but here's people, our email address. Like, I think we should get an email. Do we have an email address Does, that works? Mm-hmm. We don't. I think we should get one because I want people to send us feedback. I want them to send us questions that we can, you know, answer on air. There's that. It is my cable. <clears throat> anyway, uh, questions that we can answer on air and also anonymous tips. I want tips, people. You want anonymous tips? Yes. How, how can that be anonymous with email? Because we, we will anonymize them. Well, they can do that on direct message with Twitter. They could. But we have a weird Twitter handle. It's, you know, it's, I don't know. Some people aren't on Twitter. They're not all about the Twitters. Even the people <laughs> that are, they have their heads so far up Twitter that they, they don't think that anything outside of it exists. Should, should I create a chatter group? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know what we could do. You know what everyone's doing? Us creating just you know slacks. There's like tons of you know just uh, technology groups and podcasts and things. That's just everyone's doing Slack. That's the new IRC. It used I, to be an IRC channel. Now it's Slack. I'm willing to create a, ch- a Slack group for Good Day, sir. Yeah, but then it would lead to like people to want us to record live and and stream live and all that kind of stuff. That that could be. A we, we've slope. talked about trying that at least once. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's a lot of work and. Most people, I mean, I think most people listen to podcasts because it's the whole time shift thing. Like, who has time to tune in live? I listen. Not I to mention, we go for like an hour and a half. And so, I, I was, I've been listening to podcasts since before there was a thing with them in RSS feeds. Like, you had to just, they weren't even podcasts, right? I mean, I, and I listen to a lot of podcasts. I have never listened to a live podcast. I have. That's because you're five by fives. I mean, I, for a while there, I, I would start my day, just put it on in the background, <clears> and it, it'd be the live episode. Yeah. But anyway, back to like, yeah, I think that was one of my highlights was just getting to meet people. And also like having this studio, I think that was a, that's been, that's been a fun thing. We've, we've, even though we've kind of been slacking off the latter part of this year, um, we've been more, we've recorded more regularly and our, you know, just our production quality is better. Yeah. We have a place, you know, that we've 
set up and is dedicated. So it's more. I like. I like that we got to go to Dreamforce and we got to meet them, but we also got to have more guests. Yeah, guests is good. I mean, I think we should keep doing guests. I don't know. I mean, it's like I don't want to be a guest. I don't want to be one of these. Yeah, I don't want to be like an interview show where it's like some shows that you know every show is an interview show. If they don't have someone to interview, they don't do a show, which is fine. That's it's just a different format. Yeah, and I'm not talking about changing our format, but it's nice to kind of have that third perspective every so often. It is. Um, okay, well, let's look forward. You want me to start? Yeah. All right. So, okay, so predictions. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, if, if 2015 or, or 2014 even was like the marketing race that we've been covering, right? This marketing war or land grab, whatever you have, you want to think of it. I think 2016 and maybe into the future is the AI race in business. And that's things like, I think, I think BI becomes, uh, AI may be even pushing it, but I think, you know, things like relate IQ and, and just better business intelligence, you know, those, listen, it's going towards AI. That's where it's going. It's for these systems to be able to intelligently learn things about your business that and we're you, just talking industry-wide <clears throat> though right i mean just yeah just yeah in terms but i think of, salesforce is they're investing they're going to be they're going to be a part of that well in terms of the business intelligence i mean they have they have wave or whatever they're calling that now the analytics cloud i guess officially right but um yeah i mean i think with the price drop in that i think that makes that prediction fairly plausible also um there's been a lot of discussions around the amount of data that we generate as a people <laughs> the world over it's i mean the, the number used to be 90 percent of the world's data was generated in the last two years i think you'll always be able to say that but it got bumped up to the last 12 months so okay. we're exponentially yeah. increasing the amount of data it's not good data it's sometimes it's it's you know my cat wiped its butt on my carpet today <laughs> kind of data that you don't but you got to have a way to filter that out to get to the good stuff right the, the internet of cats yeah <laughs> just popped in my head um Okay, your turn. My turn. I don't have any predictions. Oh, you don't have any? No. Okay. I just want to comment on your predictions. <clears throat> you just want to critique mine? Yeah. All right, so next one is, uh, despite, despite all the acquisitions and everything else, Salesforce's revenue will continue to flatten, but they will eke out a profit next year. So their fiscal year 2017, but essentially calendar year 2016, Salesforce will eke out a... In a quarter... A gap profit in at least one of their quarters next year. Yeah, let's let's yeah let's say that. That's plausible. Long way to go though. If you look at their, I mean, I don't know. They're they're not that far off. They're you know it's I don't know. It's I want to say it's about a half a million dollars a year. Or sorry, half a billion dollars a year. They're going to have to come up with to uh, to offset all that stock based compensation. But yeah. it's possible. It's a bold prediction. So what about features? I mean, any okay. predictions around yeah, Salesforce? I have one. Apex will lag further behind. <laughs> I just, I think it, from an engineering perspective, they're stuck with it. Yeah, I mean, Apex is stuck with Apex. There's, there's not much they can do to I don't, to I don't revolutionize think it's necessarily it. a bad thing, though. I think, I think what we've always said is that Apex is a great database language is a da- great database scripting language is a great stored procedure language uh, that this word great you keep using you're, you're being generous here but okay 
I'm just saying, if if it got relegated to that type of functionality, database programming, triggering, data integrity, you know, that level of business logic, but we're able to layer on, I'm not talking about buying new licenses of Heroku, I'm talking about being able to run other pieces of code, you know, having access to <clears throat> some kind of spot where we can upload Java code or Ruby code or whatever and execute that. So I do have one... My final prediction is a bold prediction, which I want, I'm going to, I want to skip for a minute. So it's going to be on that train of thought. But before we get to that, I've got one final normal prediction, All right. which is Oracle is going to have huge gains in cloud, but they'll still slip overall because customers are taking this opportunity to migrate to open source products. But and, Oracle, and, and Oracle has been clouds. kind of they've been trying to position themselves to to be there for that. I know. But people, I mean, Oracle has held their customers captive for so long, decades. And I just think there's been an opportunity because Oracle is like to the cloud and and there are there are other there are other options now that are feasible and Customer, they're, they're losing, they're losing I, business. And I don't think that trend is going to... They will make huge gains in the cloud, but it's not going to reverse their overall trend. Yeah, I guess I agree. I mean, I, I think they have a huge strategy <clears throat> shift after this year, and I think it'll take time for them to see true gains on that. But yeah, I agree. All right. I, I Would you predict that we'll hear another acquisition rumor next year? At least once? Um. Yeah, that's... I think fairly easy prediction. I would say I think we're two years away from another acquisition rumor. All right, you ready for my bold prediction? Sure. So the bold prediction has got to have a little bit of music. All right, I need a drum roll. I don't have a drum roll, so this will have to <laughs> suffice. My bold prediction. Salesforce introduces a better way to build apps on platform. And specifically what I predict is Salesforce allows... On-platform Docker containers. That is a bold prediction, sir. That would be exciting. Thank you. <laughs> but it wouldn't be free. You'd have to pay to play. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I just think they want to, if they want to be a serious platform as a service. Um, I agree. I, I mean, if they really want to be a... Especially as they're broadening this platform. I mean, this is becoming like the business platform, right? If, you know, if you get by that message. Yeah. And there's just got to be a better way to build apps to customize than Apex and Visual Force. And the answer is not Lightning. Lightning is, it's, lightning is fairly interesting. The notion of Lightning components are fairly interesting. Um, but I'm talking about bigger things than that. Yeah. Lightning to me is, is, I mean, lightning is an update of the platform itself, but when we talk about the lightning apps and the mobile applications and things like that, it's just a more, it's a modernization of the tools that, that kind of had been overdue for that. Yeah. But it's, it's not, it's not changing or, or advancing the technology to a point that get that makes it cutting edge in any way. 
Not not like say you know Docker container would, because then assuming that you could run anything. <laughs> Do I have a um? I don't think I clipped it. Damn it, Oracle or uh, Larry Ellison. Remember his thing with oh, like having to like really elementary level explaining like Docker Docker containers. Docker. What was he? It was like something. We just kept Docker, using Docker, Docker the lightweight. Docker the, no, he was saying Docker the lightweight container. Docker the lightweight container. What I don't know what I can't remember what it was, but I need to clip that. Actually, I lied. I do have a <clears> prediction. <throat> I will. My prediction is I will not be able to convince Jeremy to go back to Dreamforce this year. Yeah. <laughs> Next year, that is a safe prediction. Nope. I was not until they move it. Vegas. I don't, I don't think it will. I think for Benioff, it's his, it's his big uh, grand homecoming. And that's more important to him than other things. Yeah. No other well, predictions? That's it. No, that was my bold prediction. What would you like most about this year? stood out for you mm. i mean just you know business or salesforce industry or personal industry industry you can mix it with personal if you want industry um i think um probably just from like what i do probably the and then this is so it's kind of unfortunate way because it's just javascript right but <clears throat> the maturity of javascript the tooling around it the direct the future of javascript what they're doing with the language and and the frameworks yeah that was mine too <clears throat> the the node.js of the world all these different uh application frameworks like from git and electron and all those kind of things that are just those are the type of things that I want to get into next year that, that I want to start working with and doing more with. Yep. I think Angular 2 is going to be really great. Yeah. Angular 2 is going to, re- it's going to really lower the barrier of entry. Yeah. There's a lot of things about Angular 1 that are just um, are hard for more novice <coughs> developers, I think. Yeah. Well, assuming that we don't record next week, which would be a perfect time to do some kind of New Year's resolution... What, what, what are your goals for next year? Personally, professionally, you know, what do you want to accomplish next year? Get more sleep. More sleep. Yep. That would be nice. Yeah. To um, not be tired all the time. Yeah, get more sleep for sure. Um, be sick less. You know, talking about sick, we, my family and I, since the kids have been around, because <laughs> that, that's always the, the factor. I was the most healthiest person you could know, never got sick until I had kids. We have one major sickness every year, but I, I realized usually that comes in January, but this year it seemed to have come early, and I hope it came early. I hope not in January <laughs> we don't get that other big sickness. Right. Well, you, all, you guys all have flu shots. Yeah. No, you don't, right? You don't have a flu shot. I don't. But they do. They do. I'm afraid of shots. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Just, I just didn't make time. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. stop it. <laughs> Making me feel bad over here. No, I think for my goal is... I've, I've have, I have a couple of things going on. I have some blog posts that I never published that are sitting on my, that are sitting to be edited because they have to be edited and, and the code needs to be tested and everything and put in. My goal is to get those released 
and then and then try to get on a schedule for my blog because I've kind of lagged a bit on the, on the blog and getting posts out regularly. I need to get yeah, my blog is completely lost. I need to just create a new one. That would be that would be good because I've just got it's a I don't know it's just a time thing, right? But there's so much that I that I have to say and share. <clears throat> the other great thing about blogging is it really you learn more. Like when you write about something, it really it really forces you to to know it better. Yeah, it does. Uh, another, another one of my goals is that I have, well, you and I have a idea, but I have my own idea for a specific type of application that I, that I need and that I want and that I've been talking about producing. And so my goal is that I'm going to release that application next year sometime. Hmm. I'm going to make the time to build it and I'm going to release it. And that's my goal because I've been putting it off for so long. I've been talking about it for like, God, at least three years. And I start and stop it, and I switch technologies, and so I think now I'm going to commit to a technology, I'm going to build it, and release it. Yeah. That sounds like a really good goal. I guess another one would be, and this I'm sure you share this one, is better work-life balance. I feel like you have conflicting goals. <laughs> I know. Blog posts, yeah. application, build an make application. Make more money. Make yeah. money. <laughs> Work-life balance. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that last one's going to happen, but... Uh, that's why they're called goals and not certainties, right? Yeah. That's my list. Yep. That's what I want to do. All right, John. So Christmas. It's a happy time. Yeah. Are we starting a new topic? I feel like we need to wrap up. No, I'm, I'm, I'm leading oh. us to, to wrap it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Merry Christmas to everyone. Yeah. I, wanna, I, wanna, I just want to do a few thank yous. I want to thank everyone who's... Who's given us feedback on iTunes? Who's uh, contacted us on Twitter and you know spread the word about the podcast? You know we really appreciate it. We we really work hard to to make sure that our audio quality is there and that we're you know, we're we're at least covering some decent topics that yeah. people will find interesting. And then I want to thank everyone who's been a guest on the show, especially who's taken time <laughs> out of their day to come and be on and yep, join us, crazy people, and people who just listen who. They just listen anonymously and they just do their thing. And, you know, if we can help them, I mean, I know uh, the, some of the podcasts I listen to, I feel like they help me through the week, you know? Yeah. Just something to do while I'm driving or doing the dishes. Um, yeah. So thanks for listening. And to that, 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 that well, hang on. Oh. Cause that is why, <laughs> that's why I do this podcast, right? It is. You know, we decidedly don't have, don't even look for sponsors or, you know, we're not looking to get to some certain number so that we're monetizable or whatever, you know. I would say that the, the people that listen to this podcast, that is, those are the right people. Those are the people we want, you know, regardless of what the numbers are. I mean, if there's, you know, if there's just 10 people that listen to it, those are the right 10 people, right? And that's one, that's another thing that we confirmed at Dreamforce. That was really cool. It was just like, I could really tell like, wow, these, these are the right, I mean, we may, I don't know, you know, we may not have the audience of a, you know, whatever superstar podcast, right? No, cereal or whatever. Yeah. Um, but we have the, it's the right people. I, that's one thing I really confirmed. That's the people that I would want to listen. And they're, it may be the population is what it is. Absolutely. But anyway. Thank you, everyone. We appreciate it. And to that, I say, good day, sir. You lose. You get nothing. Good day, sir. This is awesome. This is amazing. This is amazing. It's a magical time. That's amazing. It's easy. Everything is 